Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Well, good morning, Crossview Church. Welcome to Church Online. We've made it. It's the last Sunday of August, and we're quickly heading into the fall. I don't know about you, but fall is one of my favorite times of year, and I'm really looking forward to the days ahead. So we've also made it to the end of our summer psalm series. So far, we've spent nine weeks in the book of Psalms, and it's been a great journey together. The psalms are so meaningful in so many ways, and I'm so thankful that we've been in this journey together. Next week, we start a new series in the book of Daniel, and we're going to take a 10,000-foot view of that book and ask, what does steady faith look like in difficult times? I'm really looking forward to that study. But this morning, as we end our psalm series, we're going to look at one of the last psalms in the book, and I'd like to focus on one of the psalms near the end, uh, Psalm 145. So now, if you remember back to all the way back to week one of our series, I showed a graph that helped us understand how the book of Psalms was organized. It has a very unique design, and it has a unique message that's really important for us to know. We were reminded that we have a tendency to see the Psalms as a collection of individual poems, prayers, and songs. And they are that. Seeing them that way and using them that way uh, is not a bad thing, but there's more to the book of Psalms. We learned that Psalm 1 and 2 operate as an introduction of two major themes that we see throughout the entire book. Psalm 1 celebrates how uh, blessed is the person who meditates on God's word, chooses the path of righteousness, prayerfully reads the scripture, working to obey it, um, and, and the outcome of a person like that will be like a tree planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season, whose leaves won't wither, and that person will prosper. In Psalm 2, it, we saw a poetic reflection on God's promise to King David from 2 Samuel chapter 7 that one day a messianic king would come and establish God's kingdom over the world, and we know that person to be Jesus. We learned that in the middle sections of the Psalms, they're broken up into five different sections, and the headings are book 1 through 5, and you see those in the, in the text of your Bible. Um, and at the very end of each section, the final poem in each of those section groupings is very similar. The ending reads something like this. May the Lord, the God of Israel, be blessed forever and ever. Amen and amen. Now this brings us to the very end of the book of Psalms where we find ourselves today. The book of Psalms concludes with five songs of praise to the God of Israel. And each one begins and ends with the word hallelujah. The word hallelujah is a, is a praise word, and in Hebrew it means it's a command to tell a group of people to praise Yahweh. The last five books of the book of Psalms are like an exclamation point of praise to the whole thing, and it's really great. For the agents, these were like five psalms or five songs that, uh, that you just couldn't get out of your head. So let's look at these together. Uh, let's look at one of these catchy songs, and hopefully it'll capture our heart and our mind in, in a similar way. Uh, at, at least for this next week. Psalm 145 is a song that's written as an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet. Each line starts with the next character of the alphabet. It would be like if you wrote a poem and each line started with the, uh, with the word beginning with the letter A and the second line would begin with the letter B and so on. 
Psalm 145 is a psalm highlighting the character of God and it asks us that no matter what we're going through or what season we find ourselves in, to look at God and to simply praise him because it reminds us of who God is. Now we've looked at uh, psalms of lament, we've looked at psalms of praise and thanksgiving, Uh, we've looked at psalms of repentance and forgiveness, we've looked at psalms that enlarge our perspective about who God is and how he works. Each of these psalms keeps in mind who God is and even references his unfailing love, his mercy, his grace, his power. But most of those psalms also has as their focus us, humanity. That is that these psalms are written from the perspective of humanity as we try to figure out our place in this world and as we wrestle with the reality of who God is and what he's done. But Psalm 145 and all of these psalms at the end of the book of Psalms is one of those where humanity, for the most part, just steps out of the way and the whole thing is completely focused on God. It's refreshing, it's eye-opening, and it can leave us in awe. So Psalm 145, verses 1 through 13, read like this. I will exalt you, my God and my King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. What an incredible passage of scripture here. Especially if you begin to think about all the stories and what you know of God from the rest of scripture. You know, I just want to take a moment and say, you know, we are all stepping into a new reality in life. The last several months have changed so much. We all long for a sense of normalcy, uh, and, but yet we know that normal as we've known it likely won't completely return. We're all stepping into a new reality as we move into an unknown future. And can, but can I just say something here that scripture tells us all the time? Do not be afraid. We will journey together as a family of faith, doing our best to walk side by side into what the future holds. But more than that, we will not be afraid because none of what has happened the last six months has caught God off guard. In fact, God is leading us and guiding us as we look ahead in some really cool ways. Over and over, the Psalms continue to teach us to devote your life to the way of Jesus and follow his guidance and direction. He can be trusted and he knows the way. So knowing all of that, I will exalt my God and my King. I will praise his name forever because he is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Each generation, my children will tell of his mighty acts. They will proclaim his power. Praise the Lord. 
Let the creator of the world fill you with life and purpose and comfort. That's not to say that life will be easy because we know that life isn't easy. But like I said, even a few weeks ago, one of the most powerful themes we see throughout the scripture is that God is described in the Psalms especially as a God who doesn't leave us, but he's always with us. And he will be with us in hardship and uncertainty of life. And he will guide us through. So devote yourselves to the way of Jesus. Follow his guidance and his direction. Make time to cultivate discipling practices that will help you form a deep and growing relationship with God. Exalt his name and praise him daily. Tell God how great he is because he's worthy of it. In in the uncertain of the future, Psalm 145 tells us that you and I, we know that God is great. We can't even measure how great he is. And it tells us that you and I are part of our generation's attempt at being a witness to the mighty acts of God. So meditate on God's word. Let it be completely satisfying to you. Let it teach you God's ways, show you God's will and how majestic he is full of how'd you do that kind of moments in God's love and his mercy. One of the reasons that we do all this is is because this. Are you ready for this? Everything we do in service to God is dependent on his blessing, not our capacity or ability to make it happen. That's what's so significant about this psalm is it recognizes who God is and what he's done. That's why this is a perspective-changing psalm because we usually view things from our ability or our capacity, our skill, as we talked about last week. And while, while we do partner with God, we have to remember that everything we do in service to the Lord is dependent upon his blessing, not our ability or, uh, or our capacity. This is one of the main truths I'd like for us to take away from the psalm today. And it's applicable no matter what season of life you find yourself in. Let me say it again. Everything we do in service to the Lord is dependent upon his blessing, not our capacity or ability to make it happen. Let me give you an example from scripture. In the book of John chapter 6, we find the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Uh, the supply of, of five loaves and two fish was, uh, was uh, very inadequate to meet the need. The disciples discussed trying to scrape together some money, about 200 denarii, to go find some food, but even admitted that that wouldn't be enough. But then Jesus took and blessed and broke the loaves and fish, and miraculously there was enough to feed everyone until they were full, with lots of food left over. The meeting of our needs is not dependent on the supply at hand or what we can create, but on the blessing of God. That is faith. Because God loves us, he's gracious to us, he'll help us along in life as we serve him. He already has done this. So back to Psalm 145 as it pushes us to know this truth. Psalm 145 verses 14 through 16. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all that he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy hunger and the thirst of every living thing. Part of faith in Jesus is a dependence on him that God will work in ways that we cannot. That he will work in ways that we don't expect or haven't even thought of. Think about this, for example. For those of you who have children or grandchildren, we pray often for the Lord to take care of our children. Lord, bless our children. Bless our grandchildren. Have your hand upon them. We're asking him to work far beyond our own imperfect skills as parents. 
to raise our children uh, to follow the Lord in this world uh, is far more than just using the right parenting techniques. We need God's spirit, God's help, his Holy Spirit to capture their hearts, uh, the hearts of our children, that they will know his love and experience the freedom and purpose that only he offers. The same is true in our marriages and other relationships. There are some helpful techniques about how to communicate better with our spouse or significant other. But the key isn't using the best techniques or attending the latest seminars only. It's about seeking the Lord together and letting the blessing of God work, uh, His Spirit bind us together in His love. We need God's help to work in ways that we cannot. So are you asking Him to work far beyond your shortcomings and your imperfections? Even as we change and even as we grow by His power, is that part of your prayer? When He works beyond our ability, Uh, It reminds us of what we talked about last week from Psalm 118, that when God gives the victory, and remember that's the word that it uses, victory, that God gets the glory. And in Psalm 145, it's all about giving God the glory for what he has done. And God is happy to work in this way, that is, beyond our limitations. Remember, he made you, he designed you, and he designed the way that all things are supposed to work. You know, I think we might be tempted to see the last several months as defined by that word, limitations or restrictions. But can I tell you that this pandemic has not put any limitation or restrictions on God or God's ability to work in you and through you? One thing reading this psalm this week has done for me is to help me remember who God is, what God's done, and what he can do. And you know what? I want to be part of what God is doing here, now, today, tomorrow, in the midst of these limitations we face. Because God is doing things right now that will affect generations. How am I participating in that? How is God filling me with excitement for what he's doing? And he's doing some amazing things here and now, today. Psalm 145, 7 through 13. We read it before, but let's read this again. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, your rule throughout all generations. Isn't that incredible? And he's doing that now, today. Praise the Lord. Everything we do in service to the Lord is dependent on him, not our capacity or ability to make it happen. So as I close today, I want to encourage you to orient your mind and your heart in this way. Remember what God has done as we move into a new season. Trust and have faith uh, and be relieved that it's not all up to you, but that you have a God who is on your side. And as you journey with God, he will be there no matter what to guide and to direct to help along the way. Always praise him, always trust him, and learn especially to praise and trust him when he brings us through overwhelming and difficult situations that are about, are, are beyond our ability to control. Let's end as we began with the beginning of this psalm. 
as a word of praise. I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Can we do that today? Can we do that tomorrow in these next few days as we move into the fall, as we move into the next season? Let's let the exclamation point of the book of Psalms be an exclamation point that captures our heart, captures our mind, and takes us into the next several months. Praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Jesus, we're so thankful for your word, so thankful for the book of Psalms. Thank you for how it's shaped and transformed us. God, I pray that over these, na- these last few months, uh, over the months to come, that we will, uh, that we will um, just engage with you in our relationship in deep and meaningful ways. We want to take steps of discipleship that lead us further down the path in relationship with you, deeper into relationship with you. God, I pray that not only will your word and your spirit convict us of our sin, reveal to us our fears, but will give us the capacity to trust you more, to be able to proclaim what you've done, to share the stories, to be witnesses in this world, to hold out hope for people who need it in these days. We have a hopeful future and you are working in powerful ways to redeem and renew things as we move forward. We're so excited for where you're taking us as a people, as a church, and God, may you be praised in the days and the weeks to come. We love you and we praise you in your name, amen. Take some time this week, go, out, go outside, be in awe and wonder of who God is. Take your Bible, read, uh, notice him in, in others, in conversations, in nature. But let's be filled with praise of God this next week. Bl- next week. <laughs> Blessing on you, Crossview family. Let's continue to worship together.